This is Unexpected with Hannah Love. In this podcast, you will gain a new perspective of how God loves you enough to call you to things that you couldn't have imagined for yourself. This October, walk with your kids through God's Word with Talk About, the family discipleship subscription from Awana. Through the current Talk About series, Call on Him, you and your kids will study the scriptures to learn how to call on God through prayer anytime and about anything. Together, you will ask and answer three big questions about prayer. What is prayer? How should I pray? And what should I pray about? With your monthly subscription to talk about, you'll receive an email each week with your family discipleship bundle, including a simple yet thorough conversation guide to share scripture with your family, weekly hands-on activities to apply God's Word to your kids' everyday life, and bonus materials including coloring books, memory verses, parent prep videos, playlists, and so much more. Help your kids walk with Jesus for life and turn to Him in all situations today with Talk About. Try one free month with promo code Hannah on TalkAboutDiscipleship.com. Again, that's promo code Hannah on TalkAboutDiscipleship.com. Hi, guys. So if you missed last week's episode, go back and listen because it is a part one of this two-part conversation that I get to have with a couple of incredible women and mothers, and we all have different walks with parenting, but we all try and parent in a biblical worldview style. So if you're interested in that, definitely encourage you to go catch part one before we hop over to part two because you might be a little lost And I hope it feels like just a combo with old friends. So enjoy this part two. Even though my parents were private with their own lives, one thing my mom was very good at was her policy was if you ask an honest question, she's going to give an honest answer. Mm. And I do that with my girls. I have preteens, 11 and 12. Yeah. And they're starting to ask. They're very innocent because, as you know, they've oh, been homeschooled. Oh, they're the most precious. They're, they truly, and I'll brag with you, Kat, and used to, and Cody got on to me for this because used to, I thought it was such a bad thing to talk amazing about your kids because it was braggadocious. <laughs> and now <laughs> Cody, my husband, said, no, you you know, you have amazing kids. It's okay to say that. I have had the most amazing experience as a mom with my kids. They're truly wonderful children with that said my girls have started to ask me the hard questions Mm -hmm. and i want to just encourage all the mamas be the one that they feel like they can come to to answer these questions yeah they're going to ask the questions someone is going to tell someone somewhere that's right and so what are they get if you are too private or maybe you don't you're a little bit afraid to give answers or even have a conversation with them because you're uncomfortable, they're going to get those answers from somewhere else. And maybe else. not the right it, it, And maybe not, the, and probably yeah, it, not the right It's answers. the same principle of who's going to raise your kid. That's right. Like if they will learn, they will mm-hmm. find out yep. some way, way or another. That's right. Would you rather it be from the world or would you rather it be mm-hmm. from you? From your um, worldview. And from a biblical worldview. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, they could go anywhere and find out anything from anyone and not know like what the basis of that is. Hannah, tell everyone, because this shocked me whenever I listened to the doctor on Dr. Dobson tell us what age a worldview is formed. I, it blew my mind and I want to get oh, it right. So I'm asking it, you. It's but. it's like between 18 months and 13 years old. You're, by 13, you, is your worldview is formed that's locked in I mean, I, okay I, so 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 to anyone wow. listening wondering what their influence is in their child's yes. life mm-hmm. or what the importance is of like oh i'm just to stay at yes. home mom. are you kidding me yes you are the single most mm-hmm. you, parents are the single You're most influential that's good yeah point in their child's life for them to have a worldview mm-hmm. based in truth which will give them the most opportunity for success in this world that's right because without that they're not going to know who they are without Mm -hmm. that they're going to go out there floundering having a lot of questions about who they are what their purpose is and if it's worth it yes and that means i only have a couple years left Mm -hmm. to really i mean and that is a very sobering thing and hannah and i were talking about what is my goal as a parent what is our goal as a parent 
because in order to train towards something, you have to know what is your end, end goal. What do you want as your end goal? For me, I want my children to know and love God and know that they, who created them and their identity is in him. Secondly, and I'll, that, can I piggyback yes, on that? Yes, yes. I love that you're saying that. Yes. And it's very relevant to the times yes. that we are in and yes. the war that we are waging. Yes. Let's celebrate mm-hmm. who they are and yes. that God does not make a mistake yes. in yes. who they chose and who he chose to make them. That's yes. right, sis. That's you so are a good. girl. You are a boy. That yes. is good. That's that is exactly and, and God looked at his creation yes. and what did he say? He, he said, said it is good. Yeah, that's good. right. And guess what? That means it doesn't need any altering. It doesn't need any editing. Amen. You are good. Yeah. And the reason that we have the dysphoria that we do is because we are not speaking into our babies there is something there is a lie there is a lie they're searching they're lost and it's heartbreaking and i do i think that our role as Mm -hmm. christians as someone who wants to consider themselves a christian and be salt and light and do more than just talk Mm -hmm. yes our role is to come behind and love them yes and remind them that's hard that Whatever they're struggling with, God made them. Absolutely. You one fearfully and wonderfully. Uh-huh. Yeah. And that is something to be celebrated in that, that they shouldn't take the form that God gave them, mold that God gave them and distort it. That's because exactly it's right. Perfect the way it is. Absolutely. That's good. And something that always blows me away is not only did he choose us, not only did he know us before we were born, mm-hmm. but he chose the time we would be born into. That's good. Yeah. Right. He he knew that we would be a millennial generation. Yes. We could have been born yep. in the 1800s or we could be born in the future. But Thank he chose for right that. now. Thank you, Lord, for yes. running. Wild. And why? Yes. Why, why did he choose right now? That's good, sis. Like, why am I here right now? We have this a purpose. We have yeah. a purpose. Yeah. Every one of us who are listening, even yeah. us. I mean, we, I need to hear that. Yes, yeah. I need that. Yeah. And yeah. yes. And the second thing going back is I want my children to have good character. Yes. I want them to have the character that God has, the fruits of the spirit. Mm -hmm. Right. So those are my goals, truly. And this is what I do think we have to really analyze our own goals because there's and I'm going to be a little controversial right here. So please don't be offended if you're listening. But if your child being the best at sports is ahead of knowing God and knowing their identity is in God and that their character is correct, I'm just going to encourage you to reevaluate that. Same thing for any reflection of your own heart. That's right. We have to examine our motives as parents Mm. and we have to run towards what God's purpose is for our children. And I think something else, too, that I think about often is what do I want for my boys? Mm -hmm. And are they seeing that in my life and so good and one of the things that i pray often over them at night in front of them i like to pray this in front of them i'll say god help mommy and daddy to have the wisdom Mm -hmm. help mommy and daddy to be good examples in life and in love and in marriage and i say in life and in love and in marriage because i want i want my sons Mm -hmm. to grow up to be men who are like david who have hearts for god Mm -hmm who are warriors for the kingdom and who cherish their wives. Oh yeah. Who pursue the heart of God and whose wives pursue the heart of God and who raise children to Mm. do the same in that truth. And how are they going to know how to be men of God? If it's not modeled before them, how are they going to know how a woman is to be cherished? If they don't see daddy coming home and saying, daddy's going to, take mommy to dinner Amen. because i love her and i love you boys but i'm gonna go spend time on my marriage I, the holy That's spirit good. literally just put people in my heart about it just breaks my heart that what do you say to the women who don't have that yeah. yeah what do you say to the women who who are listening right now hannah and they say but i don't have a believing husband mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. what do we say don't give up mm-hmm. pray because we literally prayed for those women on the way here and also I say, don't give up. You know your situation, but God is not just a God. He's a God of restoration. He's not just a God of repair, repair, but he wants to restore and redeem. And what does the Bible say? He wants to not only restore a little bit apart, but he wants to restore years and years that Satan has stolen from you. He wants to restore those back 
Sevenfold. Sevenfold. The Bible says sevenfold. What an incredible promise. What the enemy took from you. And if the enemy took your marriage yeah. or your hope or your mm-hmm. livelihood or your career, I just want to say to you that God is faithful. That's right. And the Bible tells us that he will restore and he will redeem. He will. Yep. And I don't know what your waiting and make season all things is. New. He will make all, all things, things new. That's your marriage. But what I want to say is if you're in that season, there are seasons and these mm-hmm. seasons will refine us. And oftentimes these seasons yeah. are meant to be reflective so we can see the work God is doing within us so that we will be prepared one day for that person. I actually pray often for the girls Mm -hmm. that my boys will marry. And I'll say, God, be preparing their hearts, Mm -hmm. be preparing my boys' hearts, but be preparing the hearts of the women that they will marry and be with their parents to raise them in that. And your job Mm -hmm. as their mom right now is to be a preparing those hearts, Mm -hmm. but B, let God prepare your heart because Mm -hmm. when you let him in to do that work, Oh, he wants to restore. Oh, he, wants he wants to heal to, yes. and he wants to redeem to you sevenfold what the enemy stole. And if that is a marriage, if that is if that is your career, if that is your hope, yes. if that is your joy, if the enemy stole your joy, God wants to restore that sevenfold. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like he did yes. that in my my own marriage. I mean, that oh. is part of my testimony is that, you know, I was we didn't even have children, so this is why it breaks my heart to even think about women who experience what I experienced that have children. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I was just ready to walk out. I was done. And the unexpected happened. Mm. And it was not easy. But although I felt like I was bearing the weight of the world mm-hmm. and just continuously praying, that's what saved our marriage was the Lord changing his heart. And I had to finally go, it's not up to me. I can't save my own husband. Oh, yes. It's up to the Lord to redeem him. And we hit that point too. Yeah. And that is, and, and, and I, I say that like I'm speaking to, to single moms out there, but, but if you're a woman in a marriage mm-hmm. that feels hopeless, I, I think we can all, all the, I think we're all, all we've there. all got tears in our eyes. Yeah. I think we can all say that we've been there. And I, I you know, Shay and I went on a, a few weeks ago and we were very transparent because our first year was one of the hardest the hardest years of my life and not only was I in that depression and had a newborn and she was gone 250 shows a year but yeah. but his life wasn't what I would consider to be someone who led our family in Christ mm-hmm. and I desperately wanted mm-hmm. that I didn't even know how much I wanted that until like it just it wasn't it mm-hmm. and you can just see it like the the darker the night the brighter the stars right mm-hmm. it was a dark night and a I wanted that so desperately, and I had to get to a point where I said, I can't make his decisions for him, Mm -hmm. God. I love him. I told him, I said, I love you, and I'm praying for you, but until you can come to that place, like, I'll be on my knees, and I will lead our home in Christ if you won't, and I'll be here. And other than that, like, I can't, I can't, I can't do anything else for you. And it, it was a hard season, and it was a long wait. But God redeemed it and God restored it. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. Thank you, God. I, mean, I, I just want to also testify, and I'm emotional about this, because okay. when I think about the way that God gave me more, you know, I'm sitting there speaking over these ladies as you were talking about how, how your heart goes out to them. And I'm saying God is going to restore sevenfold. And I just want to say the reason I know that is because when Cody and I got married, Hannah pointed out I had babies young. We got married and he's eight years older and he was not giving me the affection and he didn't cherish me. And he would tell you that he's fine with me sharing that. But we ran into some really hard times as well where I was ready to be done and I remember the Lord as I was praying over it because I didn't want to tell my mom and dad, you know, it was early marriage and I didn't have anybody. I was very alone. And I remember I prayed and the Lord very specifically told me how to pray. And he said, and I said, Lord, give me the vision that you have. Show me how you see Cody, right? Show me how you see Cody because I had lost a lot of the affection towards him and empathy. And the moment I started prayer, 
it was a changing in me. I thought the Lord was going to change Cody immediately. Yeah. You know, like, Lord, give me a new husband, change his heart, all of the things. And the moment that he did that, I started to look at Cody totally different. And it was amazing the way that God saw my husband. Oh, wow. It's beautiful. And yeah. we ended up, I think it was probably a few months later after this prayer, we were in church together and we rededicated our lives. And that was before I had babies. And I'm just here to tell you, Cody was caught up in some addictions and things like that, that it was sin that was separating him from the Lord. And he gives his testimony often. But I just want to tell you, God gave me a brand new husband. Mm -hmm. He completely changed Cody. And if you know Cody, he is a man among men. He is someone that speaks the truth of God's word. Yes. He not only is wise and an amazing dad and an amazing husband, but he leads other men now. So not only can he change your husband, but he can raise him up to be a man that also fights this battle with you. So I just want to encourage you because that's also my story. We've been married. Our anniversary is this week in 14 years. So thank you, Jesus. (laughs) But there's hope, you guys. There's There's so much hope. And you're not alone. I mean, we none of us came in here today to talk about parenting (laughs) without having our own issues and our own challenges within you know the thing that creates children <laughs> yes <laughs> which is a a man yes. you know a partner a husband we've lived we've lived that yeah. and i thank both of you for being vulnerable enough to share that and i i think another reason i knew that i could count on you women is just because i knew that you were brave enough to share parts of your heart and parts of your story with others so thank you Thank you for that. Gosh. And then Kat, I mean, infertility, you yeah. can speak to that. I, again, mm. I feel like God, this is just such a such a special room right now because each of us can speak to so many different topics. Yeah. So so for the woman, for the mamas, for the parents who've who have dealt with infertility, mm. is there anything that you want to speak to there? How much time do we have? I know, I know. I think I think my question to you or to anyone would be, I haven't been a part of that journey, but if I had babies after that journey, I'm afraid that I would live in a lot of fear. I'm afraid that, that in my mind, I'm like, well, oh, because you work so hard, you maybe work to so have hard them. to have these no, children. That does, yes, is that something that plagues you? You know, I I'm not a one to live in fear. Yes, mm. and I praise God and give Him all the glory for that yeah now david on the other hand yes and so parenting out of fear i see that in him sometimes like uh, we don't want to become helicopter parents because our children were such miracles right but i think i do my children know they of course don't know the ivf process but they know how yes mom yes mom you've told us you know how much you prayed for us but i reiterate that so much and i let them know how desired they were Mm -hmm. how wanted they were in those moments where they're throwing those fits and saying, you know, you hate me <laughs> just because I asked her to brush her hair, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I, I really do try my best not to think of it that way. But I do feel that had I had my children any second earlier, mm. I wasn't ready. Oh, and I'm, so I'm thankful for the journey. Yeah. When you're in it. Oh, no, I'm not thankful. I am you know, why, why this? Because Mm -hmm. I grew up, I'm going to have, you know, I had a whole plan. I was going to go to Ole Miss and I did, you know, I was going to get married. I was going to have children. I never, never in that story was there any kind of complication having children. Mm -hmm. Right. And so this stopped me in my tracks and I was like, this is not my plan. This isn't it. Oh, I had some growing to do. And so did my husband. Like I just told you a minute ago, he had redemptive work to do. Mm -hmm. Before we could be parents. Isn't it in that yeah. unexpected? I mean, Asher was not yeah. planned. Right. Yeah. And I actually wrestled, I mean, as much shame as I dealt with there, I also wrestled with a lot of uh, guilt because I knew so many, like my own sister, I, so many women in my life that have struggled yeah. there or lost babies. And then there I was and and we didn't plan it. But yeah. God knew that's what we needed. And oh, that's where yeah. so much growth came from in us and in our marriage. Like, And you know what? As a believer, mm-hmm. I can look at somebody. I could in the moment when I was going through infertility, as much as it did pain to see one more person 
pregnant. Mm-hmm. I genuinely was happy for them because yeah. I knew that's their story. That's yeah. God's mm-hmm. story for them. Yeah. It's not God's story for me. Yeah. Yeah. And as much as I wanted to rush the process, I'm so thankful now I'm on the other end that I did not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and even just financially, I mean, that plays a huge role in being able to to have a baby through, you know, intervention. Yeah. So God knew that we needed a lot of different resources and we needed him more importantly. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, my, my advice to to any anybody in the throes of that right now, I have a verse in front of me that that really goes back to what you're talking about is like, what's your end goal? Mm-hmm. And it's in Hebrews 12, 1 and 2 that says, let us throw off everything that hinders oh, and yes. the sin that so easily entangles mm-hmm. and let us run with perseverance mm-hmm. the race marked out for us amen and so you're in a hurdle right now Mm -hmm. i'm speaking to those that are going through infertility this is a hurdle but remember the self-discipline part remember where your your source of strength comes from to get you through this i can't i can't promise you a a baby at the end but i can promise you that god's going to use you and he's going to use your story yes and Mm -hmm. that god loves you and that he does not want to see you hurt and we don't understand his ways. His ways are far above our ways. His thoughts are above our thoughts. But again, I just, I, I want to encourage those people to look for the positive in their life. Look at this as God knitting your story. And preparing and, your heart. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Even just like sitting here listening and thinking back, you are the least helicopter parent <laughs> I know. And again, I think that it would be, that might be a struggle that someone out there listening deals with like being a helicopter parent because that child was years of prayers that it's a miracle to be here and you just want to protect everything Mm -hmm. but can should we talk about boundaries and letting our kids I feel like I'm probably of the two of y'all I feel like both of y'all are better a little bit than I am at letting the children run free I'm not saying that you let your kids just be feral and like Yeah, what is she saying with that cat? Yeah. Well, this is this is what I mean. Okay, I have I have witnessed uh, everybody's children here on the playground, and I've like stood having conversations while the kids are oh, running, yeah. while Hannah's going, huh, and, huh, I, no, no. And, and, and I'm like, buddy, don't put that in your mouth. Uh, he'll be all right. And cat's like, if it's not edible, he'll spit it out. You know. Um, and I've seen, and Erica, like, you know, back home in Arkansas, it's on the farm. It and is. so that's how I grew up. And that's how I want my kids to have a life. But then we get to the farm and I'm like, oh, but they're not used to this. So maybe don't climb on the tractor. Or don't, yeah. you know, yep. all these things that go through a mama's head. So should we talk about anything in line with like, not like that balance of not being a helicopter yeah. parent? Yeah. I don't know. Y'all have any tips or advice? I, I'm, I'm going to sit back and just take some notes here. <laughs> I let him fall. I, I you know, I, at yeah, this I, point with the second baby, I'm like, y'all just, you're fine. You're fine. You are. Wait till the third. <laughs> yeah. 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 You're also in that season where there's a little bit more danger. You know, my girls, everybody always asks me because my girls spent a lot of time coloring and being quiet. I have those girls. And so those were God knew I needed training before call, right? <laughs> he also knew that I needed my girls to be teenagers to help me take care of call, I feel like. So that was a big blessing. But no, I, Hannah, going back to the fear that you're talking about, I remember very vividly being laying in my bed and having a bassinet with Ellie, my oldest, beside me and waking up with a gripping fear that she was not going to be breathing and I don't know if anybody else can relate with this but mm-hmm. I would sleep with my hand on her stomach this yep. was before yeah, the, the first, the first month yeah at least and so I'm going towards something with this because I know we're talking about older children but I had to stand up and I knew I looked like a crazy assemblies of God person but I walked through my house and I rebuked that spirit of fear and I said mm-hmm. we are not mm-hmm. given a spirit of fear and quoted the the verse that Kat talked about earlier from that moment I have had a much easier time with helicopter parenting, even as a newborn. So as the girls have gotten older, I mean, absolutely safety. But as long as you can remember that the Lord loves them more than you do. do. Oh, yeah. And you said this earlier, they're actually his kids. That doesn't mean to be negligent. Right. But we can be at peace and not be anxious. And the Bible, this is something I think millennial parents really struggle with is anxiety. 
right? Mm -hmm. Anxiety. And I have had anxiety before. And Philippians 4, 6 says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. That is a huge one for me over my children. I don't have to be anxious. The Lord will guard my heart and my mind. Mamas, the Lord loves your kids more than you do. More than you do. Okay, well then let's flip it here because you both have kids that are a little bit older. Mm -hmm. How about protection when it comes to technology? Especially in this culture. I think you, I mean, I don't think it's ever too early. You know, I mean, I have almost seven-year-olds. And I've already set the expectation for them. I mm-hmm. mean, because they are seven years old asking me for a dadgum phone. Right. Mm-hmm. You're not getting a phone. Right. I'm with you on that. So my kids are 11 and 12. Mm-hmm. They don't have phones. They don't have a need for a phone mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. And I will say, I will attest to the fact because my nieces are so precious, but I see kids, you know, around town, which I know, I know that we're in the city and it's a little bit different, but. I will see kids that are the same age as Ellie and Shiloh, mm-hmm. and there's just this maturity. Uh, maturity. Mm-hmm. I, I can't really even put my finger on what it is, but there is this, yes, there's a maturity and um, I don't want to say a lack of innocence, mm-hmm. but. No, that's probably accurate. Uh, yeah. But, but there's a. They Something's know been more. taken from them. Yeah. They know more. They've been, ex- they're they've been aw- exposed. Their awareness. Yeah. Their awareness yes. of yes. what's cool. Their awareness of. They're putting their emphasis on the wrong thing. Right. Yes. Like, because they're, I'm not saying everyone and everyone's got phones, but like so many young kids do have phones. They're exposed to anything and everything that pops up on mm-hmm. that screen. Mm-hmm. Early on, I had dreams about asher and you know god gives dreams and i just i knew that was one and it was about asher and it was about screens and something coming out of that screen and and i'm just I like are you talking mm-hmm. about this yeah I, and i'm just mm-hmm. like okay god like i'm gonna be extra vigilant on that front and and actually if we want to plug another product here <laughs> there's an app called minnow mm-hmm. and it's a christian minnow app. like a fish uh-huh m-i-n-n-o okay and it's an app on your tablet, and they've, it's actually the creators, I think, of VeggieTales. Cute. And so they still love VeggieTales, yeah, by the way. Too. And they've still got, they've got like thousands of, of videos on there that are all like cartoons. There's, Ashra came home one day and he was like, Mama, I have found Bible Man. So cute. And oh. I was like, <laughs> What? And I watched, he was like, What? And I, like, he had me watch an episode with him. And Shay comes home, and I couldn't wait. I was like, "Babe, you got us! This is hilarious! It's awesome! It's they oh, put man. they put on the armor, oh, and yes. it's awesome." But Shay comes home, and he goes, "Oh, I loved Bible Man!" Oh. And, and I was like, "What?" And he was like, "Yeah, it wasn't a cartoon back in the day, but but there are resources out there." I my personal rule right now: Asher's five, and he is a little engineer brain. He loves to know how things yeah. work. Anytime yes. he wants to figure something out, he's like, can we look up a video? He wants to, he's, he watches videos of professors from West Point. Oh my word. Of, of course, course he does. does. We had his like, birthday party last year and it was all like, look at it was he, knew, he knew how to take apart a yes. computer and put yes. it's amazing. Wow, that's going to be so cool to see what he grows it up. Yes, yes. You know, to be um, but, and something you said earlier sparked this in me. It really bothered him for the longest time that we weren't as interested mm-hmm. in circuits mm. and how electricity worked and all these things as he was. Like, <laughs> he wanted us to be as in love and invested in wiring a home <laughs> as he was. And finally, he was like, do you just not love it as much as I do? And why, why do you not love it? Why do I love it more? Like, what's wrong with me? Because I love it so much, mm-hmm. basically. And it really made me sad. But in that moment, I feel like the Holy Spirit kind of gave me the words. And I said, buddy, I said, that is what's special in you. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, that the thing that God gave daddy was that daddy loves to sing. Mm-hmm. And daddy is so good at it. And, uh, and he, so good. <laughs> and, he, and he made daddy to sing. And I said, you know what God gave you? One of the gifts that God gave you must have been that you understand 
how electricity works. And I said, that is amazing. I said, now that might mean that mommy and daddy don't understand it and love it as much as you, but it's because God gave that to you special. Mm. And it's just calling out those things that the enemy wanted to take that from my child and say, what's wrong with me? Why don't y'all like that as much as I do? And I had to tell him, baby, that's what God gave you. Good, so that's what makes you special, buddy. So there's my little speaking life lesson. Speaking life, there's speaking my little lesson life. for today. I do want to go back to technology and kids. Mm-hmm. It's it's something that we're not going to be able to ignore. Yeah, I do think there's a balance. I think that we're supposed to, as parents, we need to be educated. Mm-hmm. I hate technology personally yeah, yeah i'm not good at it shay's kind of that parent in our relationship he handles that mm-hmm. um but even our school has been really good to say hey we're having a seminar i want you all like please come in please learn about the newest apps please learn about the newest whatever and actually one of the guys said my child is you know i've got a teenage daughter she's this old she still doesn't have a phone mm-hmm. um and if you want to you can come talk to me about why i made that decision hmm. and Two, if you watch documentaries, I love documentaries, mm-hmm. on people in big tech, on CEOs yeah. in big tech, on people that work in these industries that create these apps, they will sit there to that camera and say, oh, my kid doesn't have it. Oh, yeah. wow. My kid wow. doesn't have Twitter. My kid doesn't have Facebook. My kid doesn't have Instagram or Snapchat. They work for these companies. Mm. They work in deeply involved in these companies. And they're like, my kid doesn't have my kid doesn't even have a phone. Because they know the dangers. Now, I think that we all need to be educated. I think that's something parents can do. Mm -hmm. um, Because, again, I want my kids to come to me and ask me questions. And I want to be able to answer. Yes. And I've told Asher at bedtime every night, I will lay there and I'm like, baby, I just want you to know that you can ask mommy and daddy anything ever. He Mm -hmm. loves asking questions. And I was like, if we won't always know the answer, but if we don't know We'll help you find out. Yeah, we'll, we'll yes. learn together. We will yes. help you find out. I want you to come to us first. You can ask anything in the whole world. And he's like, anything? And I'm like, yes. Mm-hmm. And I want him to know that from now until he's a grown-up. Because if something yes. huge comes up in his life, he has questions about it. I want him to know it's a safe place Yes, to come. Mm-hmm. That mom and dad don't have all the answers, but by George, we do have a Bible. And we do have the Holy Spirit to guide right. us. Mm-hmm. And we will hold your hand and walk with you to figure this out. Yeah. Right. I mean, the whole technology thing goes back to boundaries mm-hmm. and it goes mm-hmm. back to just self-discipline. Like yeah. you said, I mean, Hannah, like, <laughs> whoa, when in the beginning, when you just, you know, said, what are we modeling in front of them? Mm-hmm. So many times, like even this morning, Lawson was mom, mom. And I was on my phone and I just, oh, I just could have kicked myself. Mm-hmm. What am I missing? Because I'm looking at the phone. Yeah. You know? So I think it does start with self-discipline. And in our house, personally, we will we will allow screen time because mm-hmm. I don't want to deprive them. Yes. Otherwise, yeah. they'll be obsessed with getting yes. that thing yes. that yeah. they're deprived from. Yep. Right. Same yeah, with, with anything. Like Absolutely. anything. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Moderation in everything. Yeah. Yes. Bible with even like, talks about it. Yes. Bible doesn't talk about technology, but it talks about moderation yes. in all things. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, just setting a timer and just setting those expectations, you know, and we decided this year that we would let the kids get those gizmo watches mm-hmm. so that we can, for, so it's for safety, but mm-hmm. you know, we can see where they are. We live in this one right here. I move <laughs> into her neighborhood and two months later yes. she abandons me. It was so sad. <laughs> that is we sad. do have their golf cart. It's still, you need to move now, Kat. Thriving. They, they, had, move. Know. they had the old, the old golf cart. The old golf cart. You know, but what, where was I going with that? Oh, yeah, because the neighborhood, as you know, is like a ton of kids yes, and they're running it's around. Right now, school. I mean, there's a radius that they can only stay yes. within in our neighborhood. Yes. But, you know, it gives me peace yes. knowing that they can just call me from their phone. And they only they have like limited list of people that they can call or who can call them. Now, what's yes. this thing called again? It's the Gizmo watch okay. it's through Verizon. But I'm sure that other carriers have similar right. watches. But listen, even... I mean, here I am. I'm being such a hypocrite because I'm like, I don't parent out of fear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, okay, but we can't but be yeah, naive either. That's, we can't, that's, that's it. it. That's it. You know, yeah. and so even with just the recent unfolding in Texas last year, the end of last year, I mean, that's a wake up call. Safety, yeah. Yeah. And my kids are in public school. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when we bought these watches, I was like, I'm going to put these in the bottom of their backpacks every day. Yeah. yeah. 
And if the school's got a problem with that, they can take it up with me. Ah, yeah, I get it. But, you know, that's what I do. I, I'll send them with those every love day. That. Uh, I love that. Yeah. Well, since you mentioned it, I think maybe the last thing we could talk about today, so we don't wear everyone out, is <laughs> is um, homeschooling versus public school. I grew up in public school. Um, we're fortunate. We're really fortunate to be in an area that has such, you know, such wonderful private schools. Um, and we're fortunate to be able to afford that. And if we hadn't gotten into our particular school, which is a Bible, you know, worldview education, then I would have homeschooled Yeah, just because of not fear, but just an awareness of what's going on in the world and what's being pushed into the curriculums. My mom was a kindergarten teacher for 32 years. The world is not what it was. Curriculums are not what they are. Um, standards are not what sure they are. are. No. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and really, and I hate to say this, but there's an agenda now more, I think, than there ever was. And again, that is directed at our children, which is why I said I will. I would rather attempt to homeschool than send. Yeah. And that is not knocking anyone's public school. I'm sure there are so many wonderful and diligent teachers who, who are devoted to their children more than a curriculum that they may or may not believe in. Mm-hmm. So I do want to put that out there, but I can only speak from that side. Mm-hmm. Erica, you can speak to homeschooling and Kat, mm-hmm. I'm going to let you hit public school and what you've seen there and, and what your thoughts are on homeschool versus. And Erica, I know you've done both, so you can kind of touch on all of it. I'm just new to this mm-hmm. thing. We're in kindergarten, so... It's kind of a heavy decision, isn't it, y'all? Because I know my mom warned me pretty early because I know some of you all know Shay was homeschooled for a period of his life. And we laugh about it. We <laughs> let's just let's we just get it out he, there. Seven. A par- I'm telling you uh, what yeah. the party yeah, I know, are. I know, just the I life know. of the party. Wow. We were definitely, I think a misconception <sighs> with homeschoolers is that we don't have a social life, which I think is What you kind of have to think about is it is, it is definitely intentional as a parent when you're homeschooling to make sure that your kids have a social life, right? But there are some people who homeschool and homeschool in their pajamas and they don't start till nine. No offense to all of you. My mom got us up at 530. Uh -uh. We jogged to the community center, played basketball, and we were done early enough in the day to have lots of time with our friends and most of our friends. I also want to reiterate that Miss Cindy is... (laughs) is an angel she an is. actual angel on earth so don't feel bad if you don't feel like getting your kids up <laughs> at right. 5 30 because I, I wouldn't <laughs> i don't but there is a range and there's probably there's not a, a lot of right and wrongs to it but i think a lot of people enjoy it for the flexibility right yeah so for us the reason we chose to homeschool was we started praying it's such a heavy decision because once they hit that kindergarten age it comes so fast yeah and then you think We always thought we would send our kids to public school. My husband went to public school, so we just assumed that. It got there, and we realized we wanted more time with our family. We live in the country, so we live like, and Hannah knows this, we live probably 20 minutes from the only grocery store and then maybe 35 minutes from an actual town. So we wanted time with our family. We love farming. We love all of the things, and so we wanted that time. So we proposed the option to the kids. And actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I think Ellie was the first one that said, Mama, why can't we homeschool? Because she knew she was going. And I said, oh, oh no. Because <laughs> <laughs> if you know me at all, Hannah does, I am the last person you would ever think would homeschool. So we started homeschooling. And I did this, you guys, with lots of resources. I did videos because I didn't trust myself. And we made it. And then we put the kids in private school for a couple years. Right now, my husband and my mom are homeschooling my kids while I run a real estate brokerage. Cody also has, you know, a full-time job as well. But two days a week, he homeschools the kids. And that just started this year. He's very hands-on. So I would just encourage you, if you're thinking about homeschooling, if the Lord is calling you, because I do think it's a calling, it's yeah. not for everyone, yeah, but it's that's true. It, I know many women that mm-hmm. have been like, this is not what, I, but God is literally telling me to do this. Yes. And it could look yes. really unconventional. It can look totally unconventional. But if you start praying about that, the Lord will open doors. He will send people to equip you. And I promise you, you can do it. And even financially, I will say homeschooling is 
less than private school. Okay, yeah, I wanted to know yeah. that too. It's less. There's there are curriculums we use. Abeka, Bob Jones. There are these full curriculums from a Christian worldview, which we love. And you get the teacher's guide. You get if you want the videos. So there are so many options now for yeah. homeschoolers. And, mm-hmm. and there's what co-ops too. I've heard mm-hmm. about there's a lot of communities that people yes. are. I've even heard that there are communities who will invest in a teacher to tutor their mm-hmm. kids in a setting and splitting the cost. So it's more cost effective. So I feel like yes. there, are, there are many options out there. Yes. And if your husband, I know Cody and I actually had this conversation. My husband is very proud and loves to be a dad. And it was a conversation where I told him, I said, do you really want to do this? Because I know he's a manly guy. He is not the guy that you would picture in your mind that would be staying home and homeschooling the kids. Wears a cowboy every day of his life, Wrangler jeans, man's man. And he is so involved and he's so good at teaching. But if you have any desire at all, what I would tell you is don't think about just one parent. Think about all of your options, you know, and if you really, really want it, God will give you the answer, I promise you, and make a way. My mom tells the story all the time, but she said, God laid it on her heart, and my dad was in construction, and she prayed one day, and she said, Lord, even if I have to pick up cans on the side of the road, I feel like you're wanting me to homeschool, and so I will sacrifice. Mm. And wow. I remember when she told me that, I was like, okay, Lord, please don't make me pick up cans. <laughs> <laughs> I really, really don't want to pick up kids but I admire that in her you know yeah I really do I just had a fail mom moment y'all I just looked at my phone and I forgot to pick up Asher from school <gasps> oh no but it it's, I had a, I had I had a backup I did have a backup. backup um but uh I forgot to text him because we were just so involved in this conversation I'm so sorry Whoops. little buddy <laughs> he's been so <laughs> Real moment hey, here. Heli- I thought you were a helicopter She's, mom. Yeah, if we <laughs> if, already rubbed off on her cat. I know. Bad influences. Okay. Okay. Well, there you go. A little like a oh, a little uh, a real moment. Humility from this corner. So actually, no, no humility. I just <laughs> I goofed, and mom's goof, and live you're just, on air. You're just real gonna, parenting. You're gonna right have here. to give yourself some right. grace for that. So uh, Asher will never know. He'll be actually. He's gonna uh-huh. look for my car. And not find my car in the car pickup line. And he's going to be very confused. And then a sweet little teacher is going to come out and help him find whoever's picking him up. So, whoops. Well, Uh, but (laughs) this conversation was just so good. I forgot to pick him up from school. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Okay, okay, okay. Kat, you give us this bill on (laughs) uh, on public school. (laughs) Sweet Asher. Uh, I can just hear his little voice now. Mama, where were you? I went for your car and it was not even there. (laughs) Yesterday he said, but Mama, I cannot Uh, believe that you parked in the very back. I was at the end of the line. It's called Mommy Brain. You are growing a baby and it is real oh my goodness i had like five texts from shay and i was like oh no (laughs) oh no he's probably been calling my phone which is in the car like where are y'all at okay 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 all right we could be doing worse things this is true um it's for the kingdom (laughs) we're doing kingdom work well, uh, yeah, my kids, like you said, we were, we're in public school and we were living in metropolitan Nashville and our twins were approaching starting kindergarten. kindergarten. Mm-hmm, yeah. And I, my heart has always been that I want to live. I, I'm just not a city girl mm-hmm. and I want to live further out. I, Franklin's my jam. You know, mm-hmm. if I could get my husband back to Franklin, that's where we started. Mm-hmm. I'd be so happy. Yeah. But, you know, he writes so much. And so he has he to be in the to city or he flies. Yeah. So I never thought I'd be able to convince him to go back. But COVID did amazing things. Uh, <laughs> it did. And so we had a lot of time to talk and think and pray. And yeah, we just, we set our eyes on the Williamson County school system, which is a great school system. Um, I remember when you texted me and you're like, yeah, it's in this neighborhood. And I'm like, Kat, it's two streets over. <laughs> <laughs> yes, literally two streets over. That's so great. Um, so we, uh, yeah, we looked at this house. It was a God thing. I mean, I could go on about the story of how we found the house and we're just called to public school. Now, I did teach in the public school system, and I have my master's in education. I'm going to toot my own horn there. I brag As all the time should. to David. I'm awesome. like, there are two degrees in this house, and That's guess right. what? They're right. mine. 
Yes, <laughs> little pride. Mine. Sorry, I, I don't toot mine. But, uh, Shay did not get a degree, and I don't use mine. So Guess I'm what? like, <laughs> you were Miss Arkansas USA, and well, I will toot that horn for you. Never forget. Uh huh. I was there when she was at Miss USA. This is very embarrassing. I was there. The, the two of these well. women right here. That's what I was going to say. Both of you are the source of some of my humiliation because <laughs> I will go out, and there was a time when Erica used to be like, "Hey, did you know that she was Miss Arkansas?" And I'm like, Shh. everywhere we went. It is so Everywhere we went, because I was not a pa- typical pageant girl. I did it for the scholarship money. You know, I was I, know. A, I was an old tom tomboy with a, <laughs> no shoes and all the cattle, and and um, that was our little tie when I met you. Was yep. that you had done pageants? Yeah. But yeah, that is funny that y'all both like to talk about it. And I'm like, don't talk about that. I'm proud of you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm proud of both of you now. I was only, you know, I can only get to second runner up. They're like, oh, you're still too counts. short. It still it counts. Does. Well, that was my but. Serena moment because I was like, I've got nothing to lose. This is the last pageant I'm ever going to do. And God was like, <laughs> no, it's last. not. God was like, the, the last pageant you'll ever do is Miss USA. And I was like, okay. Just crazy. Crazy. Yeah. But in saying that, I, I'm, I am just proud of you as a friend. And I feel like God has called you to a major platform, whether it was mm-hmm. that huge deal of going to Miss USA or starting a podcast. Yeah, well, He's you. clearly got plans for you to use your voice. Well, he asked Amen. me to do that. I, there's actually a, a, a story that I could save it for. I'll save it for another day because it's a good one. And it's we good. needed like wrap yeah, up know, here on the public school. Yeah. So back to that. I mean, we're going to get on all these little <laughs> side chats, but we chose public school. I, I attended public. So did my husband. And and here's my conviction on public schools. And I, I think I would do it all. It just depends on, honestly, your resources. Mm-hmm. Like you were saying, you know, yeah. you've got your husband and your mom to help you. Yes. Not everybody has that. No. You might have the desire to homeschool, but uh, it just it's right. it's not going to work out, yes. and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Shay and I don't have any family here, yeah. except right. Gabby, yeah. and Gabby's got a career, and so, and even in the early baby years, it's not like I could call one of the grandmas to come over. I grew up across the field from my family, where we could like literally drive the pickup or four wheeler over to Mima's house or my aunt's. Yes. That's so cool, you know. So and cool. I, and I think most of us grew up that way, yeah. and I never envisioned not growing up that way and having my own kids like be near their immediate family mm-hmm. and then to move here and not have family as a community but then family as a resource yeah <laughs> to not have anyone to babysit or just like give you a break that extra uh, support that, that not even like just to give you a break but someone that you trust and it's like a mental break for knowing that grandma's going to take care of them mm-hmm. the yes. way you would mm-hmm. and not just like oh it's a babysitter i got to get back Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. yes, that's a whole other ball. Yeah. You know, yes, discussion yes. in itself. But so that plays into the decision making, yes, you know, yes. and, yes. you know, private school. Not everybody can afford yes. private school, yeah. but yeah. gosh, I would love for my kids to be in the word every day, mm-hmm. you know, since that silly decision was made mm-hmm. those many years ago of taking God out of schools. My thing was, OK, if I'm furthering the kingdom of God and I'm raising these, you know, quote unquote, soldiers for Christ, they are little disciples, right? Mm-hmm. And so they are bringing God I, back in school. Yeah. My children are. Yeah. And and I, I pray that and I hope that they are. Like um, Daniel's bringing light into the dark. Yes. Oh, I just yeah. did Daniel this morning. That is so, yeah. yeah, amazing you said that. But yeah, that's my prayer for them, that they would be a light. And where does that light, you know, become brighter? It's it's at home with mom and dad sharing the, the love of God with them. Yeah. Now I will say, on the flip side of public school, I told you this yesterday, I feel robbed. I feel robbed of my children. Mm-hmm. And that has been the hardest thing. Mm-hmm. I crave time with them. I think that that's definitely my lo- love language is quality time. And I feel like we're rushed in the morning and then they come home and all they want to do is play with their friends. So we've had to set boundaries there. But the school day is so long. Yeah, it, It's unnecessary long. And even when I was a teacher, Ours I is a little that. shorter, and I'm like, it's very <laughs> early. Nice. They start at 7.30, and they're done at 2.30. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, like, what a blessing that you do mm-hmm. have all that time mm-hmm. with them after. I feel like they come home, they play with friends, I got to make dinner, and then and guess then what? It's, it's time for bed. Yeah. Uh, how much time? Yeah. I mean, that's the enemy stealing time for me, I feel yeah. like. And I have to be very creative and very intentional on spending the quality time yeah. with yes. them. Yeah. So that's the only thing with public school I will say has has been challenging and sad for me mm-hmm. is that I do enjoy spending time with my children and the days are too long and they are exhausted when they come home so yeah. guess what I get the leftovers yeah. the meltdowns mm-hmm. 
Um, but you're the safe place for that. Yeah. And, and I have actually heard it said before that it is a, it is actually a, like a compliment, like a compliment to that you. They're going to do it to that, us and not That a, they feel safe else. enough to do that in yeah. front of you. Yeah. Because. But you, if, if I have a plan and God probably has a different plan, but I've already been very transparent with my children. Now, listen, if things start to get really sideways in our particular part of the country where it has in others. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'll do it in a heartbeat. Uh-uh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're not messing with my children. Yeah. So I mean, your school has already set precedents on standing up for, I mean, absolutely. I think it is. The, I think we made think headline news, one. right? I think you made That's national it. news. Yeah. yeah. I would, just from a perspective, I'm a homeschool mom that I do kind of envy is all of you who have kids in the public school system, you have the ability to, Go to really your school board go meetings. to your school board meetings, become school board members. And also, this is something I don't know if I'm the only weird person that did this. But when we were thinking about putting our kids in public school, I went down and I took a tour of the school and I asked to see the curriculum. And they were so confused that I would want to see the curriculum. And here I was thinking, well, everybody checks the curriculum, you know, oh. homeschool, dear. Yeah. And... I have yet to find anyone who, and Kat, you may be different. They're friends of mine that I'm sure are different, but I think it would be something pretty amazing if the Christian parents who are in the public school system really stood up and said, you know, let's be sure we know what is being taught. Like you said, Mm -hmm. as a teacher, Mm -hmm. that's something you are going to know, you know, but there are a lot of parents. We are just sending our children. And we have no idea. And our primary role as a parent is to protect our children. That's right. Yep. And and I think at the core of it, what we've discovered in the last few years since COVID is that we can't just blindly rely on what we're told. There's an agenda. By the government, mm-hmm. by the school systems, yeah. by the medical systems. And, and I'm not knocking any of that and saying that it that it's all, mm-hmm. you know, bad. But what I am saying is... I feel like there's an agenda, and I think mm-hmm. that our oh, kids are going to be the ones that take the brunt of that if we don't put on our, you know, study goggles. You can't be naive. And look at what's going on. That's right. I've got a friend back home. I'm so impressed with her. Becca, I'm going to just say your name. She started attending school board meetings with a couple moms and started really holding these school board leaders accountable for their actions and their complacency and their inaction. And I'm not saying school board leaders are all bad. We've got some amazing school board leaders. However, there were issues even locally where um, one of our friends brought a chapter book home from the library that his daughter was asked to give a book report on. And it was astounding how sick some of the details were about Mm -mm. sexual escapades okay Mm -mm. so our children are being exposed to things that we have no idea about intentionally even sometimes yeah because of the fact that as christians we have this set of guidelines and morals not everybody has right so i think just you know let's let's be women and men of action and really know know what's being taught number one and then realize we're the taxpayers. If we don't <laughs> we like have it, the right. right. If we don't like it, it's still America, and yeah. we can still make our voice known. Right. Yeah. And despite and the hey, fact this that is when we can become a helicopter parent. Right. Okay? Right. That's when it's worth That's it. Right. That's right. And despite the fact that there are representatives of the mm-hmm. states out there who will sit there and say, "Well, I think that we should have authority over your children." Yeah. Over. <laughs> I think we should over yeah. the parent. Over the parent. That's, yes. That right there, I think for me is like should be. The war call yes, for every parent in this nation to say there's something deeply wrong with that. They're telling us to sit down. Yeah. They're saying your voice doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Sit down. That really is. There's an attorney in Arkansas that and I think it's the same attorney that maybe fought for your school. But he he's holding these school board members accountable and saying these are the parents. You have to listen to them. You know, and so I I commend those parents that are taking a stand and and holding our government ultimately accountable. Accountable. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think if there's any message to end on, it is that it is. It is as parents, our role is to protect as parents. Our job is to defend Mm -hmm. in righteousness. Right. Mm -hmm. Like we're not going to make our kids victims of Mm -hmm. anything because that's not helpful. But 
if it's righteous anger, that is our job to yeah. defend. And I think that our other job is to be aware mm. of what's going on in the world. We can't just stick Good. our head in the sand because I used to be like, well, if I ignore it, it'll all go away. It's not going to go away. It's still yeah, at it's my only getting worse. Our I mean, kids are going to yeah. be in it. So how am I going to equip my child to go out into that? And that's that's our task. That's yeah. the task at hand. So we are the protectors. We are the front line good. for our kids. No one else is going to be. The government's not going to do that for us. That's the medical right. systems aren't going to do that for us. No. The CDC is not going to do that for us. Nope. There is no entity, not even the church. It's like people yeah. that send their kids to Bible school once a week and they think that, that that's enough. Mm-hmm. It is your job every single day That's right. to be the example, mm-hmm. to be the leader, to be the role model for those little people yep. so that they know what it looks like to become a good, kind, a human, but first and foremost, a light for Christ and like a child of God. Mm-hmm. That's what they need to go out into the world knowing. And once they know that, it will be reflected. And I and I hope and pray that the generation that's rising, the kids that we are raising, will be a generation of light and a generation of salt. And it will be thanks to the courageous parents who are willing and able to take a stand in the face of cancel culture, to take a stand in the face of violence and yeah. threats and hateful speech, because we know what God has told us about who we are, who our children are, and Amen. what our role is in all of it. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Hannah. Yes. Oh, thank you for thank being you a voice of truth and bravery and a light in the darkness. You inspire me so much. And you push me. Ditto. You push me to be brave. And I'm just so thankful well, for you, sister. That is so kind. I love you. And I yeah. feel like I am the least bold person in the whole family. She can't claim that anymore. Uh-huh. But I will, I will nope. tell you, I guess my line was my babies because all the stuff going on, I just think I'm done being a closed mouth Christian. Amen. Amen. And I want to, hey, I want to finish that with the a verse that actually uh, a friend of mine who uh, she I'm going to go ahead and say it. She was a Democrat and she's a Republican. <laughs> now she's a Republican. Um, but not only that, I, I think she's, she's, and I'm not saying, I'm not here to bash any side. I'm not. But with this conversion of Democrat to Republican, and I find it no coincidence, but she has opened her eyes and become more open to what the Lord has to say. She's seen the values of this particular party. And I was shocked last night when she actually sent me that Bible verse. And I think it would just be so cool because I'm just like so just proud of her and her her growth and her heart. And it comes from Revelation 315 to 16. I know your deeds that you're neither cold nor hot. I wish you either one or the other. So because you are lukewarm, Mm. neither hot nor cold, I'm about to spit you out of my mouth. Wow. So I just love that you said that about like, I'm just not going to be a closed mouth Christian. Yeah. Use your voice that God gave you and and be hot for him. I Amen. Mean, I mean, I, as much as I've worried and prayed this week about this conversation, I, and this is what I will close with. God woke me up last night and gave me Isaiah 42, and I'm going to read this to you. Mm-hmm. Look at my servant whom I strengthen. He is my chosen one who pleases me. I have put my spirit upon him. He will bring justice to the nations. He will not shout or raise his voice in public. He will crush the weakest reed or put out the flickering candle. He will bring justice to all who have been wronged. He will not falter or lose heart until justice prevails through the earth. I, the Lord, have called you to demonstrate my righteousness. I will take you by the hand and guard you, and I will give you to my people as a symbol of my covenant with them, and you will be a light to guide the nations. You will open the eyes of the blind. You will free the captives from prison releasing those who sit in dark dungeons that last part and i just felt like he woke me up last night to say Mm. this is what i'm asking you to do and i will lead you by the hand amen and it will set people free and so um gosh i guess we'll just let the holy spirit end it there (laughs) ladies thank you so much for coming on today thank you for bringing your wisdom and your experience and your hurts and your vulnerabilities and your encouragement to every single person that is listening i hope that there has been something and i think there will be because this is like a (laughs) two-hour (laughs) episode 
<laughs> my husband is like, are you still talking? Um, yeah. Yeah, I just, I do. I hope and pray. I'm just going to pray over everyone listening. I just pray today that there has been something in this conversation that has touched your heart, that has sparked a fire. And God, we just ask that these parents will go courageously ahead before their children as examples, not just teaching them what they should know and what you tell us, but God acting on it. God, we thank you for the precious, precious little people that you have blessed us with, the privilege and the responsibility of growing up in knowing who they are, God. We are raising the next generation for you. God, we just love you and we thank you. And in Jesus' name we pray, let us all go forward and into the week wonderfully and full of joy. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you so much for listening today. If this episode has encouraged you, please feel free to share it with your family and friends. There's a lot of stuff going on in the world today, and my hope is that this show is a candle in the dark. 